Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Norman, Interactive Communications Manager at BlackBaud and your host for this nonprofit technology podcast. This is episode 34 for February 16th, 2010. On today's show, we'll be talking about NetSquared and its programs, Google Buzz, Foursquare, the iPad, and other nonprofit nerdiness. But before we can has geekery, let's meet today's panel. Joining us from Reston, Virginia, and the National Wildlife Federation, it's the Social Media Outreach Coordinator, Danielle Brigida. Hello, hello. Yes, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. Love having you here. Love your insights. And um, glad to have you back for yet another week. And rounding out the massive panel today is uh, Amy Sable Ward, Global Community Builder for NetSquared. Welcome back, Amy. Thank you. I'm glad that as the only other person, I can be considered rounding out. That's right. <laughs> you, you, you leave <laughs> it. like I have a large contribution you, you I do. need to be making. You've got a, a big footprint today. Entire side. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, so let's see. Let's let's review. There's uh, me, the host, Danielle, the regular, and then you are actually maybe the entire panel today. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask I feel you like some tough wedge of this of this pie chart yeah. is large. <laughs> This. Amy, this is your life today. <laughs> All right, very good. Since you were on the show today, I thought we'd actually take the opportunity to talk a little bit about NetSquared and um, maybe NetTuesday as well, some of the programs. You've been on the show before and uh, we've talked about other things, but uh, that would be a great chance to kind of look at what you're doing and what your organization is doing a little bit more. I thought we'd start by maybe see if you could give our listeners an overview of how NetSquared fits into TechSoup Global and sort of what it is. And Sure. Yeah. So we're officially formed as a project of TechSoup five years ago and now have kind of created, you know, a separate but uh, I guess kind of Venn diagram-ish community and, and everything that comes with that. So um, a lot of people don't necessarily know that we have that connection, mm-hmm. um, but they definitely should take advantage of all of the resources from both sides right. um, of that relationship. But NetSquared specifically kind of is an overview of NetSquared. We're focused specifically on the intersection of technology for social change, um, whereas TechSoup kind of has a more global um, view and provides software and hardware and other um, resources, we're more kind of like the softer science. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're focused a lot more on innovation and community building opposed to the actual tools. So we, we work towards that in three ways. One is online where anyone who's not a robot can register on the website and uh, post to the community blog, tell people what they're working on, ask for feedback, um, you know, use it as their personal you know, like instead of creating their own blog space to talk about social media for social change, they can just join a larger community uh, Mm -hmm. um, on the website. And then offline, which are our local groups, there are now over 63 around the world that meet every month and about about 35 that are in the process of getting set up. And thirdly are our open innovation challenges, Mm -hmm. which we host as well as um, we'll run um, partner challenges and those are always open for anyone to submit to and um, the ones that we run um, or you know put the, put the money in the pot for um, are always open to any cause area as well mm-hmm. 
um, you know, if it's a partner challenge, naturally, like USA ID is going to want projects that involve international development. Right. <laughs> but, but ours, we keep open to any geography, any cause, etc. Yeah. So then we'll fund the top projects and we are not a grant maker. That is like cash, go build this tool and give it to the world. Nice. Um, and projects that have come through the Net Square Challenge are things like Shahidi and Frontline SMS Medic, Move Smart, you know, Justin mm -hmm. in Chicago. Um, yeah, so lots of really diverse, great tools have come through the community. And what we really try to do is, you know, we have three different ways that we advance our work with the online stuff, the offline stuff, and then the challenges. But we really try to do a lot to bring those together so that if someone has a project that's competing in a challenge and they want feedback, we try to find whatever is their nearest NetSquared local group so they could go find a community of people and get feedback in person or provide updates from local events or um, local innovators on that blog to kind of just feed it back through the cycle, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, one of the when I first heard about Nesquare, I think it was actually through some of the open challenges, you know, a few years ago. Uh, uh -huh. And uh, so I'm just how does um are you as far as like when you're picking the winners and uh, is it is it crowdsourced or are you guys picking those? How does that work? Right. So um, we'll normally have a fairly long submission process, like about six weeks is kind of standard. And during that time, you can put up a project, but you can you can still edit it. Okay. And so anyone could comment on it and give you feedback. And people often will update their project based on the feedback. Someone will say, oh, this has already been done. Why don't you try it this way or whatever? Mm -hmm. um, and that way they have that whole six weeks to kind of keep it malleable. And then it'll close. And for a week, people will be able to vote, not just comment, but actually vote on the ones they like. Right. And we let people vote for minimum of three and maximum of five so that people are actually oh, nice. engaging with different things and not just voting for their friends and leaving the website. And then the top about 15 or 20, depending on how many there are and how, how much is going on, how much money is at stake, um, will be featured projects. And so those will be ones that we will help build their pitches, help them you know, flesh out their own business plan, that kind of thing, on a long-term process so that they can get other funding from other sources and that kind of thing. Um, and then those top 15 or 20 will go to a panel of subject area experts. So if it's a um, mobile challenge, they'll go to people working on mobile tech around the world so that it's not we really value that crowdsourced side and the community prioritizing the projects, but we also know that there are things that a frontline person knows that the crowd doesn't know sometimes. So the, a panel of experts that are not at NetSquared or TechSoup will sift through the top ones and uh, pick, pick the three to get the cash. Love it. And yeah. now, has it been growing as far as a program? I assume it has. I mean, I just love... You know, innovation, yeah. an innovation like this is so important, especially in this space. And uh, is it really just been escalating? Yeah, it yeah. definitely has. We have more than, I believe, I could totally be wrong, more than 24,000 registered Oof. users on the site. And, um, you know, challenges always get, you know, 100 or more right. project ideas. That's been really exciting. But what's been most exciting for me is not necessarily like, just the numbers rising, but the quality really rising. Okay. And not just quality of like, wow, this is a super great innovation, but the the 
the attitude, the, the quality attitude that people have so that we have a project model or sorry, a, a challenge model that, you know, whatever magic happened yeah. <laughs> as we kind of iterated and, and developed um, the challenge process that now we have groups that they'll become a featured project and they'll say, oh, actually, we're going to go collaborate with this team instead. Mm. We didn't know that they existed because we are in South America and they're in Africa. But because we were both surfaced through this process, we now know that we're working on really similar things. And four programmers together will do way better than two groups of yeah. two competing to do the same thing. And so then we have projects merging together to actually make even more impact. Oh, and that awesome. is so much more moving to me than to say, ah, oh, we have 15 great ideas that emerged, you know? Right. So, yeah. yeah. It really speaks yeah. to the community as well, that uh, yeah, you know, exactly. they're willing to collaborate like that and, uh, and share, share ideas and things like that. Exactly. For sure. I get all your emails and I get really excited. And, <laughs> and then I realize that I, I am scared to enter contests like that. So do you have any like good advice oh, no. for people? Who I mean, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, Daniel. Yeah. Like, how, have you thought about getting involved? Like, I mean, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, every time I talk to Amy, I'm like, yes, yeah. next time. And right. like, I get her emails <laughs> and I always open And then like, or I save them. And, uh-huh. I kind of do I'm the like, same thing. Oh, I, just, I, can't, I can't bring myself to put myself on a line like that. Even though, you know, I don't think it would actually hurt at all. I think I just need to do right. it once and then. Right. Well, I mean, what but, I think is most interesting to me as someone like I would definitely feel the same way like I would be like I don't know how to make this happen so I can't enter but we accept any submission for a project that is an idea to an already built tool that you just want more feedback and development on so and you don't have to be the person that submits the idea that can make it happen part of the project profile is what do you need to make this happen and you could say like everybody that builds it because I only have the idea or whatever. <laughs> and uh-huh. and we don't ever take those project profiles down. You have editing rights forever. So you could take okay. it down if you didn't want it there, but you can also update it and say, oh, great. Well, you know, I found somebody to build the design. Take that part off. Now I'm going to say, now I need someone who can, you know, code the map or whatever the tool is that you're building um, and keep it updated and, and through the challenge process also, like, you get that money and we're not going to say you can only have this money to hire a developer. If you've already developed it, you can ha- have that money to put in your pocket like, and pay your rent because you just spent five months building a tool um, or, or whatever. You know. So we really encourage people, even if you only have an idea for this application that could change the world, put it up there. There are people that will be interested in making it happen. You know, They just didn't have the idea. Very cool. What's going yeah. on with challenges right now? Or, or uh, is there anything big uh, kicking off soon? Or, or, well, we'll have some later in the the spring right. slash summer. Right now, we're doing some. I want to say redesign because that's what we've been calling it, but it's not a proper redesign. It's more of like a retooling mm-hmm. so that the functionality for um, the way projects and project profiles work and then the way like voting happens is way more intuitive and kind of like built into the gallery instead of before it was almost like a blog in which there were like all these separate pages you kind of needed to visit in in order Mm -hmm. Um, whereas now it'll just be more like pop-up and inline based so yeah there will be challenges um, later in the year and when they happen 
I think it will be way better than before. <laughs> well, don't lose the idea of, uh, of minimum voting. I, I love that concept. I mean, I yeah. should picked that up from somewhere else, but uh, that sure does fix a lot of problems. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly. Really yeah. Yeah. How is this organization funded? Is, is NetSquared funded through TechSoup? Well, as it, it's kind of like TechSoup is our mom. Right. You know? So, Aww. like... <laughs> like our tax status, you know, like as a nonprofit is still based like via them. Okay. So legally it would, I'm sure that the check would have to say tech, like net squared, a project of tech soup or gotcha. something, you know, but we do have like our own sponsors that aren't right. sponsors of, of tech soup. Yeah, for sure. If people wanted to sponsor us, bring it. Right. And what's sort of the, what's one of the big benefits, obviously then, um, more than just you know getting involved and being collaborative like what's what's sort of the big benefits like if danielle wanted to get involved with this and and bust out a really cool project um how is how would that help nwf and i do and you do yes Um, well i think that one of the biggest things is that it creates kind of i don't want this to sound bad in like a weird like cause marketing way but it really it really shows your alignment with a certain community i mean Oftentimes, people will think of um, N10 and NetSquared kind of in a similar light, just as like, oh, they're organizations that are about nonprofits and about technology. Right. But you know, we the organizations themselves, not just the programs that we do, but the the people we do them with are very different. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people have found that by participating in NetSquared activities, whether it's a local group. Um, offline or online stuff have been able to find kind of that cross section of the sector that they didn't see before because you can go to a local net squared event and meet lots of people that don't work for nonprofits. They okay. work for for profits and they're right. still invited, you know, mm-hmm. or they are a nurse, but at night they have this idea about how you could create like an online community for nurses that don't know how to find each other or something, you know, mm-hmm. Point. And so it, our approach to community is that the wider you leave the door, the more innovations will happen inside because people that you don't expect will show up with ideas you didn't expect. And if you only invite the people you already know, then that's as innovative as you're going to be. Right. Um, <clears throat> well, I love that. So, it really seems like that concept of collaboration and innovation really runs true through everything that you're doing, right? Um, even right. the way you're organizing oh, the events sure. and the way you're leaving the door open, um, it's sort of very inclusive. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's how, you, that's how you have groups from South America finding the group in Africa and saying, we had virtually the same idea right. across the world, and now we're able to find each other and like pool our resources. So. Nice. Yeah. We were talking before the show about how there's a Charleston group where I'm located and that it's, I think, just getting going. So maybe I'll, I'm actually hosting, moderating a panel tonight for a social media club, Charleston. It's all about uh-huh. how nonprofits are using social media. So there's going to be about 70 people there. So that might be a good time to plug this as a, uh, as a yeah. group since uh, maybe get some of those folks involved. Yeah, for sure. And I'll, after we're done talking, I'll email, connect you with the local organizer there that was hoping for more people to help get it started. Right. So Sweet. you might know him. You know? I might. I looked. I forgot who it was. I looked at it today and I've uh, since blanked. But very cool. cool. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit we'll more. Is there anything else we need to know about Net Tuesday? Because I kind of you know had that on my list as well. Just as that's sort of your local event, right? That's what's happening yep. in each. Is it similar to? How does it differ from like a a five hundred one tech club? Five hundred one tech clubs in. 
two cities have merged with their local net squared so they kind okay. of you know share the event but then promote it to both groups and right. then in other cities they've stayed separate you know that's totally local organizer decision but for the most part the net squared's local events are kind of an offline reflection of the online so the hard part with us is we can't say this is exactly how an event goes because an event in Nairobi that's happening the same night as an event in Chicago should not be the same event. Like, it yep. would not be relevant to one of those groups, you know? So we have to remain flexible in what we call or, or what we would define as an event. But the main things is that we say, you know, they should always be free for anyone to come that wants to be there. And they should focus somehow on that intersection of technology for social impact. Right. And other than that, you know, as a local organizer, we believe that you know your community way better than we do. You know, I've right. never been to Charleston, so right. why would I know what you want to talk about? You know? Great point. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I need to get more involved, I've decided. <laughs> get away from the computer a little bit. Yeah. That's pretty much all. All right. Well, oh. maybe we uh, maybe we should move on and talk about some some geek tools. We we talked about sort yeah. of uh, looking at some of this other stuff that's been coming out lately. Uh, maybe we should start with uh, we talked about Foursquare leading into the show, and uh, maybe we could dive into that. I know that uh, com- a couple of the big trends coming up, especially in social media, is going to be both real time and uh, location based services. And this is sort of the the latest app that I know I've become addicted to. Definitely a little bit more fun than Brightkite. And uh, just kind of what what do you guys think about? It? Have you signed up for it yet? So I kind of started to say this before we started the actual recording, but I'll explain it now. So I, like on principle, would not sign up for Foursquare. (laughs) And that principle was that there are two things that I don't like in my Twitter stream. And I don't mean either of these things to make me sound like a person who is not nice and who does not like nice people. (laughs) We know better than that. (laughs) I love nice people. But I hate... When people only post really inspirational quotes, because okay. for me, it just drives me crazy. <laughs> and it's like, ah, I'm having a stressful day. I don't want the inspirational quote. I want you to like say that you just found a puppy and ate a cupcake and <laughs> you're having a great day. You know? <laughs> um, and then the other thing is I just checked in wherever on Foursquare. <laughs> Those okay. two things drive me crazy because... Yes. The reason that they drive me crazy, I think, is because the people that posted that tweet posted that same tweet with a slight variation 50 other times during the day. Yep. And so you are a valuable person, and that's why I chose to follow you. But if you're only going to (laughs) tweet your location or an inspirational quote all day, that value to me is not like an opportunity to connect. It's a one-sided... It's a one-sided message in a two-sided platform, and yes. no, you're done. You're cut off. <laughs> and so, <laughs> on principle, I don't, I don't, don't tweet right. quotes, and I didn't want to sign up for Foursquare because I was like, it is, it is showing to me that it's a tool made for one way, right. and that's not what I'm about. What's that term called? The uh, instead of an informer, you're a me former. You know, someone that only <laughs> only tweets about themselves. <laughs> and, oh you know, man! Not a lot of I. No. You know, you can't turn that off, right? And and I've kind right. of always done that with all of these sort of satellite services, like that I don't really want to integrate into my Twitter stream. Right. And then I kind of my theory with Foursquare is like, if there is something meaningful and I check in somewhere important, then I will throw it over to Twitter, maybe right. with a little note attached to it. You know? Right. Uh, yeah, you so- can add. 
little notes. Right. But I had, I actually exactly. don't attach it to my Twitter at all because I yes. found it to be like, well, one, I don't want all the people who follow me to know where I am. Agreed. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> um, yes, which uh-huh. I thought was going to be your answer because as a, I mean, especially as a female, I was just like, I don't, I don't know. I'm, it's like dark alley. <laughs> yeah. Of, <laughs> I'm here waiting alone. <laughs> right. <laughs> completely unarmed. <laughs> no. Um, so there are definitely things, but honestly, like I, I never did the bright kite. I mean, I signed up for bright kite right. and I get friend requests, but I don't actually update it because it freaks me out. What I liked about Foursquare, though, and this is selfish, like nonprofit kind of me trying to get people outside thing, but I liked that if people were outside, they'd have some kind of instant gratification that they were they were going to this national park or they were going on a hike, you know. So I actually contacted Foursquare the second I found out about them to see if we could do some kind of thing where if they like if nwf gave you a tip and you did it and you checked in you could have some kind of badge or do something because i mean yeah. for me like our biggest thing right now is getting people actually to go outside which i find ironic because i'm spending a lot of my time inside trying to get them outside but and so it actually presents action like data that yeah. i could use to say you know five thousand people checked in here Right, um, and I think that's I think that's what they want to go to. I think they want to get to the point where they can have you create a custom badge, so you can get people, like you said, get them outside to this location to do something, which will help you meet your mission and uh, be kind of a cool tool to to do it with, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, because those yeah. notes are really cool, and I think you know I, that's what I think. This is so much different than Brightkite is that they've added all this other stuff, right? Brightkite did seem a little bit more like checking in and stuff, but the, right. the ability that you can uh, get leave these shouts and leave these what do they call it? Is it notes where you, you know if you check in somewhere, it'll say like, oh, by the tips. way, your yeah your yeah tips. Your friend tips, Jared has yeah. said you know that you might want to stop by this place nearby because it's got X, Y, and Z. Um, I can see that being pretty powerful for a nonprofit. You know, you check into like you know right. a bar and you know like hey, there's a volunteer opportunity right around the corner, or there's you know um, I don't know it could be an advocacy group and to let you know there's recycling or composting around the other corner i don't know some cool ways to get information out there at least to a different audience right Mm -hmm. yeah but it is something that is still taking like i don't check in everywhere i go and you know (laughs) but see like when i go to the slaughterhouse i I make sure not to tell anything i'm like yeah i'm not gonna Here's where it's genius, though. It's those badges, though. That's what's genius because what it did was it combined our, you know, social media just uh, mavenness, right? That we just love social media with, with like the Xbox game gamer tag achievement kind of stuff, right? So like I know some friends that are really into Xbox that aren't that into social media, but man, when they got a hold of Foursquare, they're just I got to get that badge, I got to get that other badge because they're just you know racking up achievements because that's what they're used to doing when they play video games. And I think that was kind of genius because that's kind of keeping me going. Like when I got nine mayorships you know i really wanted to get the 10th one you know so i could have the super mayor badge right and you know i was checking into horrible places like cvs pharmacy you know like my kids elementary school that's all i go though i know like i need a very boring life see now see you're now amy and i'll clean up when we go to south by southwest i mean not only is is there a zillion bars and things to do um but there's actual south by southwest specific badges so uh, so i think again i think that yeah the the badges are a big part of uh, (laughs) it I'm no, just kidding. Um, so, Chad, no, I when you it. tweeted that that we were gonna, this was one of the many topics that uh-huh. we could potentially talk about. I was like, all right, I am gonna sign up so that I can at least say I registered, and okay. I didn't just like ignore it as a meanie. Right. And so I did register, and that's when I was like, well, I know that Danielle isn't always tweeting where she's checking in, so either she's not using this tool, yep. or it is not auto posting to tweet to Twitter. 
Correct. So all of these people that are driving me insane and that I unfollow. Yep. Frank, David Neff. themselves <laughs> <to> unfollow. <laughs> I'll call and them out. Actually, yeah. You know, for the most part, I'm like five to eight hours ahead. So a lot of their right. checking in is while I'm asleep. Yep. Um, <laughs> Good point. But I, that's when I started thinking like, oh, I might actually use this tool because I won't be creating... I won't be a part of the monster that I'm saying. You know, yes. it all goes back to that conversation we had before the call. Right. If you and want so- to complain, you can't do the thing that you want to complain about. Well, maybe I'll throw that conversation well- in the outro so that the people <laughs> yes. can get it. <laughs> and this is this is another thing for my personal use, which you guys can make fun of me for this, but I like I'll I visit a lot of cities and places, and so what I've actually found interesting is that. I, I don't remember restaurants usually, just as a rule. Like, mm-hmm. I'm bad at that. And so maybe you guys are good at that. But I'm terrible at that. And so it's funny, but, like, I'll go into D.C. or I'll go to San Francisco and I'll check into different restaurants. And then I know, like, I have a documented place that I actually went there so that if I go back, I can be like, where was that one place? And I've actually yeah. done this. I've actually, like, looked up things. So it's kind of cool. But, I mean... I don't know. I'm getting. I'm. I'm. I've got like 40 friend requests right now that I haven't accepted, and it's in large part because I'm like, I don't know you, and yeah, you're in Vancouver, but yep. do I accept you? I've definitely you been know, more so, picky about who I accept as my friend since it's a location-based service. Yeah. You know, like, like I really got to know you. Yeah, I try and tell Chad where I am at all times. But, <laughs> no, just, but you don't want everyone to know. <laughs> but I don't. I mean, I want Chad to know. Right. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's a good. Yeah. You know, you're, it's it's cool about um, you know, like you said, going to cities and having this record. I don't know if you've gone um to your stats page. If you go actually log into the website and go to the stats page. It's beautiful. It's based on those uh, annual reports from Nicholas Felton. Do you remember those? He he would make like annual reports of his life, and he would talk about like he's a designer, and so they were beautiful. And it was just about how his traveling, how many miles, how many meetings he went to, all these things. And so it's it's visually pleasing to look at your stats page, but it does give you that great record, like you know where you're checking in percentage wise by day, um, all the new places you've checked in, your frequency. I mean, you can see your top friends and where they're checking in. So there's some cool. stuff stuff there so it'll be interesting to see like where that graph goes over time and what they do with everyone's data it is kind of fun finding people too there's been two or three times where i have checked into someplace and there's been someone else that i know there oh weird and it was i wish like, you're gonna wow. get that a lot at south by southwest yeah yeah, yeah that's gonna go and nuts at ntc there. which and i am going yes to, so yay yes there yay. you go so i mean you it's know. got some cool uses you know for nonprofits, i'm you know uh, you know frank actually had a post i was hoping he'd be here today on netwits think tank about this and he had some good ideas I, you know one of them was sort of like those volunteer opportunities popping up like as you show up at places um so right. i mean you know and there's you, know, you could do some like custom leaderboards if you're holding an event like a three like a walking event like a you know walk run or something like that um so there's definitely some potential there for nonprofits, but uh i think right now it's just sort of fun <laughs> sort of like yeah. twitter was at first integrate right? it with uh the extraordinaries so like if you check yeah. in at the yeah. airport they know you're just going to be sitting in that terminal for an hour waiting to board uh, so it pings you with like hour or less related volunteer opportunities that you can do really from your cool. phone that's perfect yep and you're right let's and call them up <laughs> Jacob get on this new Extraordinaries integration with Foursquare yes and you get a custom batch for that probably too yeah, yeah. top nice. volunteer yeah exactly very cool. Well, I still think we're going to see a lot more of this kind of stuff, you know, coming out over the next couple of years because, like, location-based is a dream for every marketer, right? I don't think that would be any different for a nonprofit. So. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Google Buzz. Are we buzzing? I just I created one, yeah, for NWF today, actually. All right. But I'm buzzing myself. Right. 
I can't help but feel like like I'm spamming people though because I don't know if, if you guys have noticed this, but it's a little it's a little um, buggy. Yeah, I have um, actually. In yeah. terms of adding people, kind of taking sites away and trying to add sites that are actually relevant, it's just it's frustrating me a little bit. But and another but pretty... example in which I think you know I personally don't want my Twitter as my buzz because I already right. have a Twitter. Right. You know, <laughs> like exactly. But I, you know, I do actually do things that aren't just Twitter. Who knew? <laughs> well, you know, if you're, I'm wondering if you know Google will outlive Twitter. I mean, you know, I, not that Twitter's anything's going wrong with that, but I mean, those things seem to have a life cycle, and Google seems to be the opposite of life cycle. It's just, as, <laughs> you know, moving forward, right, absorbing well, everything. I haven't necessarily. I mean, I expect it to, you know, if I put something on YouTube or on Flickr or whatever, you know, to like pull it in for me so that people know that I've done yeah. it. Only done in separate content. Um, and I don't know. I, I guess the thing about Buzz to me that was my gripe about Wave is that my Gmail is my home base. Yeah. As a very small organization like NetSquared, we, you know, I live here in London. Billy lives in Texas. You know, Justin lives in Chicago. There's we, an office is, is an idea that I can't conceptualize. We're out of Google Docs and Wiki pages, so I have to use my Gmail as my home page. I have my Google Calendar. I have my Gchat. I have right. my Google Docs in viewed in Gmail. You know, like I use the web features to all their worth, and it is great. You know, it works for me. Yeah. But then Wave was like totally separate place where I was like, I'm not going to go there. Like, I want one browser window open and it is this one. And all of the Google things live on this page with me. And right. now Buzz can at least do that. That's my one like, all right, I can I can get on board with this, you know, at least for that reason. Right. And I haven't, you know, de delved in too far into like how all the technology works. But I'm a little, I, you know, I sort of set it all up with like my personal Gmail account, which I don't use for work and I don't use uh -huh. it to purchase anything and I don't use it to sign up for anything. It's like, you know, me and the people I know, it's completely spam free and I don't have to ever opt out. You know, uh -huh. it's very clean. And I'm worried that if I'm using that for buzz, I'm inviting a whole bunch of other people that I sort of associate with publicly on Twitter, sort of into my personal sphere, which isn't a problem, but... I don't know if that'll start choking up my Gmail account a little bit because they can start emailing me and everything else. And I don't know. Right. Worried, a little worried about that. Because <laughs> I kind of like keeping Gmail separate. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. I, I will say that um, the only time I really use it or the only time I find myself using it is when I feel like being a little social. <laughs> okay. And, you know, it's kind of like Gchat yeah. but not. Right. Because I right. think I've commented more on people's blog posts or, you know, on posts that they've done in buzz than I have in other places just because it's like right there but right. I, I agree I feel like it's almost it's just getting to be crazy <laughs> I mean if I have to I don't know it's just yeah. well I like that Google's doing this because if, if this data can end up in the public stream a little more easily I mean I know Twitter is too but you know I'm sure Google's got vision for this that we don't know about yet I think that could be some of the exciting part as well is the way this integrates with the rest of our, our right. Google lives and then how that affects like search engine results and things like that um, I don't know if they'll give preferential treatment to some of this content but yeah. what you talked about you said briefly earlier on that you're setting something up for NW like what did what did you mean there? How is how are you gonna use Buzz with NWF? 
you actually, or what I did was I created a Google profile for NWF oh, and right. then, and a mail and like a mailing address with Google and then an email address. And then, I, I mean, I haven't really figured out what I'm going to do. I just wanted to, to get it out there because honestly, it was kind of hard to brand NWF already, um, <laughs> which is frustrating because they're the... I mean, is it National Wildlife Federation? No, that's actually not available for some reason. I don't know who has it, but oh, wow. I should just email them. Yeah. And then, um, you know, so I actually had to do like nwf.friends, which was weird, but mm. it was the only <laughs> thing I could do. And so, and now I'm just, I'm figuring out what to use it for because you can aggregate your content, but do you really want another, like, that's kind of what friend feed has turned into right. for us. We have a right. friend feed and... As much as I like having it, I feel like I neglect it all the time because I know it's aggregate. And like, and that's not where I'm spending my time. I'm spending it in co-tweet and other places. Yeah, but so, FriendFeed's good because it's it ranks so high in Google. <laughs> I don't know if you does. guys have ever noticed that. Yeah. I mean, I just let FriendFeed go off to the side. I don't really log in anymore. And it just it's great, though. It shows up really high in Google um, for almost everything. So, Yeah. No, I, I like FriendFeed, and I wish I... I wish friend feed was pulled into my Google. <laughs> not, um, <laughs> not buzz. No, I'm just kidding. Right. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I just want to play with it. Like, I didn't know what Twitter was when I first signed up, and I didn't have a strategy written out for it, but I wanted to figure out how I could. And one of the ideas I have for Google Buzz, just from using it a little bit today, was having people like submit their wildlife photos and asking for like IDs. So maybe they send us a photo where they don't know the wildlife. And then, you know, it's kind of a crowdsourcing a, an idea. Because it's a little bit better for commenting on top of each other yeah, than Twitter. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. It could be kind of neat. I'm, I'm trying to think of fun ways where That's we can... That's a great use for it. What happens to Google Wave? Google Wave is like the stepchild now, I feel like. Yeah. Like, they were really excited yeah. about it, but they never really thought it through, I don't think. Yeah. There's no... Like, I forget about it... it in fact, I'm going to try and log in now, but I forget about it for days at a time. Yeah, me too. I I, have, I use Firefox, and I put the ex Firefox extension in. So, like, down in the – I use a lot of Firefox extensions. Um, but down in, like, the me footer too. of my Firefox window are, like, my delicious boxes, you know, that say if somebody's sent me a delicious bookmark or whatever – um, and then my whatever, lots of icons, and then there's like the wave, and it has a number next to it for how many unread I have. Oh no! <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, cool, I have a wave. I continue on with my work. You know, like I've never felt compelled to open that. Yep. <laughs> and I mean, I do occasionally, like once a week, I'll open it, and I'll, and I find that all that I do is like mark as read and archive, yes. and then close it again because the one time that I had a wave going where it really, I was like, okay, this is it. I found the way that it's actually valuable and now I'll understand. <laughs> Ended with me and the person who were on the wave, they were like, okay, great. So can we take this into email now? And I was like, oh, <laughs> now we're done. Now, <laughs> now it's not working. Right. So, <laughs> You know what it is? It's not so much a wave unless you're talking like it's from so far away that you can't really see it and that you don't really care that it's happening. Because <laughs> I feel like, I mean, if this is a wave, like I would not be rude and not wave back my friends. This is more of like a nod from a mile away. <laughs> right. Seriously. Across the street, I've met you. I will indicate 
that I see you, you know, acknowledge your physical presence, but I don't remember your name. Like, you get kind of a smile from across the street, continue walking. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is like, I don't recognize you, but I'm squinting in your direction. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you know, no. and some of that, too, I think just people were sort of maybe using it wrong. You know, I, I noticed a lot of people were just using it as like a discussion thread. Right. Right. And uh, I don't think that's his intended purpose. Though one, I did see. Um, I think his name's Aaron Brumley. He's with a. I think he helps David Neff with Lights Camera Help, or he's in. He's part of Lights Camera. Yeah. He yeah. actually had a good one going where he was like really messing with all the like tools and like. I think you're really supposed to keep that first part updated instead of just making a discussion thread. So. I, right. I just have a feeling someone at Google had a really great internal presentation about this and with all these great use cases and then just it just never, yeah, it never materialized. Well, that. I mean, one of the best waves I've seen as far as like functionality, like le- leveraging the functionality in it and not making it a like threaded discussion, but uh-huh. making it like this page that people are just re-editing that comment, you know, to like create the, the thing right. was Max my husband uh-huh. planning a dinner for the two of us. Oh, nice. <laughs> Posting he links. He had a poll to see who would come. <laughs> okay. RSVP maybe. Uh, but you know, he could like pull in the recipe so we could like edit the ingredients, pulled in a video of someone making a similar dish on YouTube, you know, had the RSVP poll, stuff like that where it was like, Oh, see how dynamic this can be. Uh-huh. Like, this is playing with the content like yes. in real time together. But yeah, yeah, that it's like, was planning our own dinner. Right. Like, that was not <laughs> not with thirty people. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I mean it kind of I think really neat. Yeah, that's a cool. I mean it kinda bring I always kinda look at it as like it's sort of like a it's like Wikipedia in real time with widgets. You know, like if that's what it becomes, you know what I mean? Like we're just, you're, you keep adding, you keep editing this collaborative page, if you will. Um, but you get to put all these cool widgets on there. Like, I like it. I don't take poll, you know, polls and all that stuff. Um, definitely some potential there, but uh, yeah. I, yeah. And I think the key is real time. I mean, I, I yeah. really think everyone has to be on it right. at that moment right. working. You know what I mean? Because my right. issue Otherwise, is, it's a <laughs> You know. Otherwise, it's email, <laughs> but it's more annoying to check. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's just it's. Uh... But yeah, I think that's a really good example. Well, yeah, maybe now with uh, Buzz, though, we can just sort of forget about that wave ever happened and uh, <laughs> just just move forward. Except people just keep talking about wave on Buzz and. Oh like, right. <laughs> what's going? <laughs> what's going to happen with wave? Yeah. Who's on wave? <laughs> Still, you know, like I guess that you know that will pass. Those yes. conversations will decide. Yeah, what did, I was looking at. I was looking at. I uh, was just seeing what anybody had blogged about uh, nonprofits and buzz. And what did uh, John Hayden said? Uh, he said uh, the one reason you need to do it is just um, to sort of be uh, a, a, an early adopter, right? Just to kind of right. like you know flex your early adopter muscles, is what he said. So um, not maybe quite a, a real need yet, but just it, it, that's a valid point, though. I mean, you know, if you're trying to be you know uh, progressive, you know, tech tech forward nonprofit I mean you might as well just sign up for this stuff and try to use it a little bit and um, if you're trying to you know c- capture geeks into your honeypot that's probably a good way right right well and you're one step closer to the inbox yeah good point actually, <laughs> great point people may actually check it so that was my thought I was like well how can we get because I don't know I think the conversations are really neat the fact that I'm talking to people who I normally wouldn't I am randomly but you know true it's it's a little bit easier to have longer conversations than uh, Twitter, right? Because I that's my biggest thing with Twitter right now is that I feel 
badly every time I reply to somebody or have like a personal, you know, actual conversation now, which I don't know if you guys feel that way, but sometimes I feel guilty and that I'm bothering the rest of my followers with my, you know, bonding online. I don't right. know. <laughs> with your bonding. <laughs> Too much bonding, Danielle. Stop the bonding. I know. <laughs> I know. I try not to. That's know. a great. That should be the name of the show. <laughs> Stop, Stop the bonding. The bonding. No, but and like the I insanity. love people, and so I love to talk to them. But then I realize, like, wow, every time I tweet, you know, people are seeing this, and it's probably boring for them. So I'm trying to be interesting. So I just throw up a lot of inspirational quotes. Right. I, yeah. <laughs> and four square check-ins, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I am not telling all the followers that I have where I am. I, I love them, but they, right. not that they would rush to find me because I think there's so much information out there. Like, it's not going to happen, but I still, I don't know. There's something, unless I'm armed. Uh-huh. <laughs> what I always think of is, I mean, not that this means I want to share it with the world, but there are times when, like, my natural instinct is, why does anyone need to know where I am? Like, I'm sure Max knows or is with me right. you know <laughs> it's fine no who else needs to know I'm not married to anybody else but then i think well my mom the reason that like well not the reason but one of the reasons that she is on twitter and that she is on facebook and all those things and that like she knows how to check like google locate and stuff it's because she lives across the world from me now and right. that is how she knows what i did during the day you know because she used to like see me and be able to talk to me about what I did. Now she has to like send me a DM and be like, 10 hours ago, you baked coffee cake. Sounds good. You know, (laughs) save me a slice. Um, So then I think like, I do want to like check in when I go places. Yeah. It's for mom, you know, do it. mom. (laughs) That's what my Facebook is now. Like if I don't call my mom, but I've updated my status, I'm in good standing. So yeah. yeah. Nice. It's actually pretty. It's pretty funny and strange, but um, <laughs> my mom was using Twitter quite a bit and then f- stopped pretty abruptly. But um, that was fun for a while too because she actually yeah, did work she with used, Eve Simon. Uh, NWS hashtag, didn't she? I think so. I, she did it wrong. I don't remember. I hey, is remember there a Green that. Hour hashtag? Do you, do people that should I be tweeting with Green Hour when I'm out with my kids? You know, we tried that. Hour, yeah. Um, and I think eventually that's our hope is that there will be a Green Hour <laughs> hashtag, but right. I haven't really kept it up because there's no like internal page. But uh-huh. if you want, there's actually a hashtag Play Outdoors. Oh yeah, um, right. Okay. That's a good one too. So maybe if you do hashtag Green Hour and hashtag Play Outdoors or one or the other. Right. I mean. I, I check Green Hour religiously, so if you do it, yeah. I will stalk you. But if you, you don't stalking. need to, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> Could you just accept my four square, please? <laughs> I will, I promise. Now, yeah, because I'm becoming a big advocate for that. We're total outdoor parents. I can hardly keep my kids inside. <laughs> but you know, Chad, if you're big into this, I would love for you to do like a post on it. We have a whole channel on our new Mac, on our new um, website about getting kids outside and right. you could definitely I would love for you to write okay. an article that could have like your kids in it and well yeah what's the program know. called again um it's called be out there that's right and it's just about being crazy yep and uh, well I am both of know, those I'm things just- <laughs> no it's 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 actually really cool um and some of the tips are pretty neat like building forts and doing fun things and, right you know nice it's 
Amy, do you want to give us an update about what's going on? Any shout outs? Well, I know that in the next like roundup from N10 for their, um, you know, new posts on their blog and e-newsletter, I have an article in there about the social media response to Haiti. So cool. covers some of the tools that were developed specifically for the, the response. As far as Net Squared goes, we'll be we're in the works right now with something that we're going to announce, but we're going to change up the process that we've used for the previous three years for our annual conference and once again try to continue to walk our talk of what global community means. So watch for that update and go to netsquared.org/net2local and. Find your local group or start one if nice. there isn't one in your city. Yeah. Um, I am happy to help you get one started. Sweet. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it too. Like I said, I'm going to talk to Thanks. Cal and I think he'll be at our, our event tonight. So I'll talk cool. to him then. Well, I appreciate you being on the show, Amy. Um, hope Thanks you'll come back. Me. I think you're coming back in a couple weeks or a month to talk about uh, NTC, I think on uh, N10. Yeah. yeah, March 30th. So looking yeah, forward to sure. that. Um, you can, uh, if you want to follow Amy, you can uh, check her out at twitter.com slash amyrsward or uh, read all her amazing content at amysampleward.org. I'm sure you can get to everywhere from there, right? For yes. sure. Nice. Well, again, thanks for being on the show so much. Great stuff Thank today. You. Yeah. Danielle, are you out there? What's going on? I'm here. Be out I'm there. I'm being out there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, well, I will say I'm very excited. Uh, National Wildlife Week is March 15th. It starts March 15th and it goes to the 21st. And so if you search National Wildlife Week or if you go to our um, homepage, it, it will definitely be up soon. That's a, It's a great time. The theme this year is be outside and, at work, at home, and at play. Or at school, at home, and in play. Sorry, um, and it's basically there are a lot of great tips and exciting things going on there. So um, definitely check it out. Also, follow us on Buzz. No. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. <laughs> well, cool. That all sounds really good, Danielle. Um, let's see. Uh, when will you be back with us on the show? Maybe in two weeks. Yeah, with Wendy Harmon for um, disaster stuff. Well, I appreciate you joining us today, Danielle. Um, for everybody out there, you can follow Danielle at twitter.com slash starfocus and go check all her amazing work at nwf.org. Well, that does it for this episode of the podcast. I'd like to thank our guests, Danielle Brigida and Amy Sample Ward. You can keep up with the podcast and other webby things by following me on Twitter at twitter.com slash chadnorman or by checking out my blog at blackbot.com slash webby things. If you have any feedback for us, please send us an email at thebodcast at blackbot.com. Until next time, I'm Chad Norman, and thanks for listening to the podcast. Snow my God. Snow moths. Snow my God. Yeah, it was like, I mean, quite the weekend between the uh, day off Friday, because then we had the snow Friday night, then Jen was performing for the first time in seven years on Saturday night, and then Valentine's Day, and then President's Day. It was all too much. Oh my goodness. Michael Sola wrote, I guess he saw my tweet, he was, and he wrote on Buzz, that's today, I never get invited to the party, always a bridesmaid, never Aww, the party. Well, he's been on a bunch of times. <laughs> I know, he's such a little liar. Yeah. <laughs> put that on the podcast. Yeah, I will, I think I will. <laughs> I like that. You can the, put anything that I say, no matter how. You let me put the bloody elbow story on there, so yeah, that was probably. Thank you for doing that, by the way. Yeah, that was actually pretty funny. Stuff. Maybe laugh. Yeah. <laughs>